Thank you, Shelley. May God add his blessing to the reading of the scriptures this morning. And may the words from my mouth be what each of us needs to hear. I had Shelley read a passage about worry, and I did that for a reason. It's a strange time. It's a weird time in the church. And weird times feel uncomfortable. But they could also lead to some really amazing things, and they could lead to something really incredible. We'll see. We are in the middle of so much change in the world around us, so much change in our culture. I mentioned in my annual report that this all scares me, and it does. It may cause you some fear as well. It may cause you to worry. Change very often does. But have you ever known someone who was afraid to go to the doctor, or have you ever been afraid to go to the doctor because you were afraid of what he or she might say? You knew you were sick, and you didn't want to have your fears confirmed, or you didn't want to have the worst possible scenario confirmed, and so you didn't go. And of course, that's very counterproductive. You got to get into the doctor's office. You may not be near, it may not be nearly as bad as you imagine that it could be. And if you are, if it is, then you need to get in to see the doctor to begin treatment. Running away from your fears, running away from your worries is a terrible way to cope with them. So let's face our fear, our worries, together. There is change happening, as I said, in our society. Yeah, big change. Our culture is very different than it was even five years ago, even a few years ago prior to COVID. There's also change happening at, in the church, and there's change happening right here at Zion UCC. Hybrid ministry. When I say hybrid ministry, I mean in person and online is more prevalent than it's ever been. It's that way with many churches, and it's certainly that way with our church. We've moved out of the pandemic. Some of our faithful people who were always here have fallen away, and we're not sure if they're ever going to return, but it's beginning to look like they're not going to return, at least in person. Others have gotten so used to watching services online, it's so convenient and so easy, that they no longer attend in person. Our online attendance is growing. Is it safe to say that, Jerry? I don't think he hears me. But I think it's safe to say that our online attendance is growing. Our in-person attendance is not. Some good things are happening as a result of this. We have Zion family members in Ohio, we have people in Iowa, we have people in Arizona, and we have people in other states that join us faithfully every week and who support our ministry through fellowship, through prayer, and through financial contributions to the ministry here. Some of our local members and friends who wouldn't be able to come here in person are able to attend online, watch us online. For different reasons, they can't make it 
they're either sick or unable to leave their home or in a nursing home or something like that, and they're able to join us by way of YouTube. What a wonderful blessing. I want to be very clear. I don't see these changes as either good or bad. I just see them as being different. Things are different, and that's okay. I have to be honest. I was hesitant, very hesitant, to make some of these comments and include some of these comments in my annual letter, in my annual report. I thought to myself, maybe if I don't say these things, I'm being too protective. But you've all been through so much in the last few years. All of you have, myself included. And in spite of all that we've been through, we're doing pretty well. But we're facing a lot of change in the next couple of years. And it's all a bit much. And I don't want us to get overwhelmed by what has to happen. Where are we headed as a church? Well, I wish I had the answer to that. It is not clear right now where we're headed. I hope that doesn't make you nervous. I'm not, but I'm not going to stand here and claim to have this mountaintop view that I can see the future and that I, you know, I don't have a road map. I just don't. But I know this. We have gone through much together and we have shown and proven over and over again how strong we are as a church family and how united we are as a church family. A lot is up in the air right now. We all know that. We can't really see where it's all going to come down. With, but with time and with faithfulness to God and with asking God for clarity, we'll figure it all out. But there's... I want you to understand that we're not in a crisis. God has not left us. God always has been and always will be with us. But there's a song that reminds us as we walk through life. I think that's very fitting. And I'll get to that shortly. But we're, we're involved in something so much bigger than ourselves and beyond our ability to comprehend or control. There's a word of church wisdom that says this. It says 70% of what happens to a congregation is completely out of its control because it's about what's going on in the world around the congregation. It feels to me these days like that percentage is even bigger. The world has changed so much so quickly. I talked a minute ago about facing our fears. That's a first step. May I suggest a second step? And that is falling back on our faith. Let's fall back on our faith. In Genesis, the Bible tells us, talking about Abraham, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. God said, Don't be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. And your very great reward. After hearing Abraham complain about having no children and being old and no longer able to, uh, he and his wife no longer able to bear children, 
God takes him outside. And he says, Abraham, this is what I want you to do. I want you to look up at the sky and count the stars, if you can count them. And then God said, so shall your offspring be. God made him a promise. And then I want you to hear what Abraham's response was. It says, Abraham believed the Lord. That's a life-changing statement of faith. Abraham believed the Lord when the Lord told him, even though it seemed impossible, that he was going to have children. Do we believe the Lord? Do we really believe the Lord? Do we really trust God? Do we really trust him? There's a story of a minister who was a pastor of a church in a very dangerous part of the big city. And the pastor said he was always amazed by a certain woman who was a member of his church who seemed to have no fear about coming to services and meetings, even if they were in the evening or after dark, even though she had no car and she had to walk back to her apartment through the streets that were fairly dangerous. One night after a prayer service, and this lady had attended that prayer service, the minister was locking up the church and he happened to see her walking down the street toward her apartment. And as she walked, she was holding one hand out as if she had some unseen companion alongside of her. And as she walked, she was humming a familiar hymn, Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on. Hold my hand lest I fall. Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me home. Was she afraid? Yes, she was. Did she let her fear defeat her? No way. She faced her fear, and she fell back on her faith. She trusted God to get her home safely. Maybe she looked up like Abraham did and counted the stars. Of course, probably weren't too many to see, being it was over a big city. But there were probably enough to remind her that God was with her. And we ought to be reminded of the same thing. God is always with us. It's a good song for all of us to sing or hum as we walk through life. Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on. Let's fall back on our faith. In all of this, I would ask that you be very, very intentional the next couple of years about staying in touch with one another. We are a family, and we need to be in contact with one another. Let's make it a habit to reach out to one or two church family members, maybe somebody you haven't seen for a while or you haven't talked to for a while. Give them a phone call. Send them a text message. Stop by. Say hi to them. Do that deliberately every week or so. It's harder with some of our Zion family because you guys are online only and you're, some of you are far away. And it's hard to keep in touch with one another. People have different schedules. It's hard for people on YouTube and people in the sanctuary to talk back and forth. It's our task, I think, as a church family, to find ways to communicate with each other. And we will accomplish that task. We're going to work on that this year.
Remember to be patient and kind to one another and to yourself. Understanding and communicating are harder, it's harder to come by when we're missing one another. Literally and emotionally missing one another. Care, concern, reaching out, staying in touch will go a long way in uncertain times like these. Remember, we are the church, even if we're in new territory. Let's just hold on to one another. Let's hold on to God like God holds on to us. Go the second mile. Make the extra effort to be a part of the family, to be involved, to stay together. Each of us are one of the many moving parts of this church family. We may not always agree, and there will be times when we will disagree in the days to come. But we will do better when our issues are shared at the table that Jesus has built for us to all gather around. We will continue to find our way in this new world of culture change and hybrid ministry. Jerry and Rhonda are constantly working to make our online presence stronger, and it has gotten so much better. If you don't believe me, go on YouTube and look at some videos from a few years ago, and then look at a video from this week, and you'll see the difference. They've done a wonderful job, thanks to their efforts. We're also asking that hybrid ministries will look what, what, what the hybrid ministries will look like for people who are at home. How do we support people who are mostly or all the time online and we never see them? I feel like we're present enough to people who, we're not present enough, I should say, to people who worship with us online. And I am open to suggestions and ideas if you have them. Please bring them forth and tell me. We're also feeling our way forward as people are coming out of a pandemic church in all different ways. To be honest, we don't even know exactly how everyone is feeling these days or how they're making their decisions and choosing to emerge with, and, and, and to engage with church. We're committed, though, to offering equal attention to people and the ministries online. We want to work on that. That's one of our priorities for this year. But we also need to talk about the reasons that people who are able might or might not come to church in person to help those who need to get back into the habit to do so. And so that's another priority for us. Besides all of this, and you'll hear more about this in the annual meeting, which is coming up shortly, there's a question of finances. We have some tough decisions to make the next few years. We need to make decisions about good, sensible use of our buildings and grounds. We need to be creative and we need to be open-minded these next couple of years. We've had great leadership through the last few years. We really have. And through the pandemic, Thanks to all who served on the council throughout all of that and who served on the council right up until the last meeting we just had. Our 2024 council will be in place today following our meeting. Remember to pray for them. Remember to look for ways to work with them and bring your thoughts and suggestions and ideas to them. 
A special thanks to Jim for all the countless hours of work he puts in to making things happen at Zion. To all our leaders on the council. To Jerry with Building and Grounds, doing a great job. To Jerry and Rhonda with audiovisuals. To the Christian Ed team. To the pastoral care team, sends out cards and takes flowers to shut-ins and does all that kind of thing. To the Women's Guild, whom I often refer to as the backbone of this church, and I've always believed it since, since I've been attending here. They are, the, 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 they are just the support system for this church. And without them, we'd be in trouble. The choir. We have little groups which have developed within our church and healthy groups. The choir. We have Zion Diners. We have a, an amazing secretary who does a wonderful job, Aaron Lewis. For all these things, I am so grateful. It makes my work a little bit lighter. I love you all. I am honored to be your pastor. I still, after almost eight years, can't believe that I'm here, that I'm in this pulpit. And I'm grateful to be on this journey with all of you together. Together we will be working faithfully to figure out and we will be waiting faithfully to see what God has in store for us in 2024. I believe good days are ahead, but I believe it's going to take some work. And we are more than capable of doing that work. With God's help, we'll get it done. Amen.